Welcome to General Conference. Press on. Hold fast. Heed not. If we want to find balance in life, and if we want the Savior to lift us heavenward, then our commitment to Him and His gospel can't be casual or occasional. You're stronger than you think. Help is available from others and especially from God. You are loved and valued and needed. We need you. Fear not and believe only. When the storms in life come, you can be steady because you are standing on the rock of your faith in Jesus Christ. We have never needed positive spiritual momentum more than we do now to counteract the speed with which evil and the darker signs of times are intensifying. The kingdom of glory we receive in the final judgment is determined by the laws we chose to abide in our Heavenly Father's loving plan. Hello, brothers and sisters, and welcome back to General Conference Review, the podcast all about what the prophets, seers, and revelators of these last days share at General Conference. And we ask the important question, how have we taken what we have heard in General Conference and applied those principles into our lives? Hello, and welcome to General Conference Review. I'm one of your hosts, Todd Bruce, and joining me as usual is Kevin Beamer. How's, how's it going, Kevin? It's going great. It's going great. I like that you said usual because there was the one time that I didn't. <laughs> yeah, 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 Not always. I've yeah. asked you to go to Rome. It's always a pleasure. I tell you, uh, I can speak from experience and I can speak for the 17 people who listen to the podcast of me by myself trying to rattle off a, a talk. We appreciate everything that you have to bring. <laughs> I appreciate you, Todd. It's funny, right? <laughs> Oftentimes we think uh, things are just simple, but and that hey, I can talk, and then you get talking, you're like, hmm. <laughs> I'm kind of tired of talking myself. <laughs> I can talk, but it's really hard to bounce the uh, thoughts off myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, today we are covering "Be True to God and His Work" by Elder Quentin L. Cook uh, of the Quorum of the Twelve. This was the the second to last talk of the April twenty or October twenty twenty two general conference, uh, and and it was a it was a great talk. Uh, he he the the main quote that jumps with this talk is uh, we all need to seek our own testimony of Jesus Christ, bridle our passions, repent of our sins, and be true to God and His work, uh, which kind of hits the nail right on the head of this entire talk. Um, so he, he jumps in uh, and he's talking about a trip or a, a, an assignment that he and uh, Elder Ballard and Elder Holland all, all were sent to the United Kingdom. And in preparation for this, he got reading about uh, one of his ancestors, Heber C. Kimball, and, and um, who spent some time uh, in, in England. Uh, and one of the quotes, he shares a quote from him. Uh, he goes... Uh, Quote, let me say to you that many of you will see the time when you will, will have all the trouble, trial, and persecution that you can stand, 
and plenty of opportunities to show that you are true to God and his work. Heber continued, to meet the difficulties that are coming, it will be necessary for you to have a knowledge of the truth of this work for yourselves. The difficulties will be uh, of such a character that the is not personal knowledge or witness will fall. If you have not got that testimony, live right and call upon the Lord and cease not until you attain it. If you do not, you will not stand. The time will come when no man nor woman will be able to endure on borrowed light. Each will have to be guided by the light within himself. If you don't have it, you will not stand. Therefore, seek for the testimony of Jesus and cleave to it, that when the trying times come, sorry, when the trying time comes, you may not stumble and fall. And I feel like we could probably spend a good 20 minutes on that paragraph alone. Well, just you and I, general, we can spend 20 minutes on most <laughs> things, but this is really good stuff here. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, definitely. It's it's outstanding. Um, the one light line he says here, that you will not be able to stand. Uh, you need no, uh, nobody will be able to uh, endure on borrowed light. Mm -hmm. uh, and over the holidays, we had a conversation and the, the topic came up about uh, borrowing light from yourself even uh, okay. and how important it is to continually build up that light. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, for example, if, if it's a, if your testimony is a fire, you got to keep feeding that fire. You cannot just simply uh, warm yourself by a fire without feeding it. It'll mm -hmm. eventually go out. And, uh, you know, we cannot, we cannot live by borrowed light. Uh, from another, for our, from ourselves, we need to have those spiritually defining memories, but we also need to keep working. We need to have that continual spiritual defining memory, right? Like, yeah, it's we've got to be in situations where we feel the spirit, where, um, where we do good, like Christ, and we have the Holy Ghost testify to us of the truthfulness of that. Uh, it's so important, like you said, and oftentimes, especially among you know, men in general, a lot of times as we get older, a lot of people just go and say, oh, yeah, yeah, I've got a testimony because this happened 20, 30 years ago or something. Back on my mission. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. For, yeah. for real, right? Uh, and that's sort of where it ends. And I'm not trying to talk negatively about people. I do that often myself, right? It's like, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I don't need to put myself out there anymore because I prayed about it before and I've gotten an answer or something like that. Yeah, I know it, the Book of Mormon is true. I don't need I don't need further witness. Yeah, yeah. Like we can all afford further witness. But as we study things out and as we put more effort in, the witness grows. And it oftentimes reminds us of things that we've forgotten. Just like this talk that you and I are going over, someone could do the same sort of thing that we're doing and not touch on any of the sections that we're touching on. Like that's completely yeah. possible. They just well, Pick different stuff than us, and that's half the fun of the. Uh, you ever, you ever, your 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 wife's in primary, but uh, yes. um, when when she wasn't, <laughs> you would go to Elders Quorum, and she would go to Relief Society, and you would get together after your after church and say, "Oh, how was your lesson?" You get talking about your lesson. Mm -hmm. It always not always surprised me, uh, but I, I, I it was interesting to me how different our lessons were. Yeah, and yeah. The topics. Yeah, we got the exact same topic. How can we have such a different lesson? Yeah. Two different teachers, two different classes that are going to talk about different things and take it in different directions. Different experiences, yeah. different biases in life. And yeah. 
that's why it's so important in, in, in this paragraph shares it to know for yourself because yeah. we're all, we're all going to have different experiences and different, different things in our life that teach us different, different. And it's important for us that there's certain principles that we can all benefit from. And one of it is let's not rest on our, our laurels. Let's not borrow uh, from another's light or from our own past. Mm -hmm. Let's continue to press forward and do the things. When I like the term board light, uh, because it's very easy to to see in reality, right? Like it's yeah. an easy thing to look at and it's say a good visualization. Yeah, yeah, it's so annoying if you're outside and someone else has control of the flashlight. And there was a conference <laughs> talk recently, right? About uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's very visual, and if it's happening at some point, you're just like, this isn't worth it. I'm going back inside, or I'm going home, or whatever that looks like. Yeah. Yeah, so this is good. And as well as the importance of you need your own personal testimony in Christ, or it's just not going to go anywhere. And this is interesting because this quote is attributable to Eber C. Kimball thinking about the time when they were kicked out of Missouri. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like that's, yeah. So just interesting. Oh, yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, a little bit of prophecy there. And he's talking about, like you say, uh, uh, Missouri, but definitely applies very neatly to our day. Mm -hmm. We could each relate to everything he just said there, as far as how difficult the challenges we're going to face in these days. Yeah. And uh, anyway, it was it was a, a great little snippet from Heber C. Kimball. I appreciated uh, learning a little bit more about him in, in mm -hmm. Saints. I want to say Saints Volume Three, maybe Volume Two, the end of two and parts of three. Um, anyway, good. Uh, Good man. We're grateful to have him in the church. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so moving on, are we okay to move on? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Yeah, next one that I really liked is we get into uh, Elder Cook gets into the story of Alma and his three sons being uh, Helaman, Shiblon, and Corianton. <clears throat> and just some advice that he gives them. And so this is where we sort of jump in. Uh, and Elder Cook says, In Alma's remarkable teaching to his son Helaman, he makes a profound promise that those who put their trust in God shall be supported in their trials and their troubles and their afflictions and shall be lifted up at the last day. And I sort of, this specific paragraph, talking about that specific scripture, uh, which is a lovely scripture, and you can find that in Alma chapter 36, verse 3. But that's a really interesting thing because as we talk about, if you put your trust in God, you'll be supported in your trials and your troubles and your afflictions. <clears throat> because sometimes it feels like you're not. You know what I mean? Like sometimes it just feels like things are tough. You're going through some things. And you're like, where is the support? So yeah, shouldn't this be easier? Yeah, so we have this sort of thought of that when we follow our Father in heaven, that things will be simpler. And so this is always interesting to me, this sort of thought process of, yeah. you know, if you have put your trust in God, you'll be supported in your trials and your troubles and afflictions. But it's also well, true. <laughs> It absolutely is. And I think that's the thing is I think we, the, the natural man or even the devil working on us uh, might say, hey, shouldn't this be easier? 
and really mm -hmm. plant that seed. And the natural man might be like, yeah, that should be easier. That's what we're promised. I read, yeah. yeah, we just read it right here. They shall be supported in their trials and their troubles and their afflictions. And should be lifted. like, it feels like we should get more support. Uh, mm -hmm. The interesting thing, the interesting thing will be uh, when we meet the Savior uh, and come face to face with the with our Heavenly Father to really rec look back and recognize and see yep. when they were supporting us. Because I'm quite certain that sure. they're supporting us when we have no when we're in those dark places, they're still helping us. They're still sending us angels. They're still doing the things to help us to be who we need to be. Well, and even along those lines is oftentimes we're told that we'll be able to more readily deal with those trials, right? The trials will still come, but yeah. it, it got me to think of recently we had like my, minus 32 degrees celsius right and we talked did we talk about this last one uh, yeah, I, yeah we did we had, yeah that was when we were in the, the the rough part of winter yeah yeah and it made it so that my vehicle battery died blah 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 and then i had to get a new battery no matter what but when i was thinking about this my vehicle battery was having troubles when you and i went camping in the summer that's true <laughs> yeah. so this <laughs> It's not, this was problematic for months, but then it just got cold enough that it was really problematic. Yeah, it forced so, your hand. Yeah, yeah. So it's just interesting because we sort of forget a lot of those things sometimes. Oh, yeah, I knew this was a problem and I didn't do anything about it for six months. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it caught up to me right before Christmas. That's exactly yeah. what it's minus 32 yeah, yeah. and I got to figure out how I'm going to. Change a car yeah. battery and not freeze my hands off. Yeah, exactly. And not break something as I'm trying to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, when it's like that. And I think that's where it's so important to do a lot of the little things in our life uh, that help us to recognize the right, you know, what we should be doing. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we're given opportunities. Like we, you, and I'm no different, but you were given, you, your battery clearly failed you uh, yeah. in, in, 30 degree Celsius plus 30 degree Celsius weather while we were camping overnight one night. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the, it's not and like they didn't warn you. <laughs> yeah. Like did, but, uh, but we, we do that. We, we either turn yeah. a blind eye or we're like, ah, we can, we can get another month out of it or whatever. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're given these little impressions and, and uh, the next line he shares, I, I liked uh, that. Because that, um, we always look at like Alma or Paul get these mm -hmm. huge manifestations and and like you know their hand their for their their hand is forced like legit okay. yep. make a decision here or you know or it will will be done with you and they kind of they commit and they get into it and they um and it's good but most of us won't have that experience and, and we shouldn't want those experiences because if you if you listen to alma and if you listen to paul uh, although they appreciated those experiences, it it uh, it was hard. It was very, yeah. very hard for them. And anyway, President Joseph Fielding Smith shares this quote: "Quote impressions on the soul that come from the Holy Ghost are far more significant than a vision. When spirit speaks to spirit, the imprint upon the soul is far more difficult to erase." And uh, what I was thinking of as an analogy for this, and, and I'm not going to suggest that Paul or, or Alma's visions or those experiences were not significant, but I think what we're looking for is like something flashy mm -hmm. and something that's like gonna, we cannot deny. And, 
Um, and the example I thought of is like candy versus meat. We like candy, but meat is going to sustain us. Meat and bread, you know, those types of things. Like we should want these impressions on the soul because that's what's going to resonate with our soul and our, and our spirit and going to sustain us a lot longer than, than candy or something flashy. Than, than seeing a, a great meme or seeing a good quote and being motivated, but like not really doing anything with it. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's obviously when Alma had this manifestation, the spirit also spoke to his spirit, like completely, yeah. right? Like it's, oh, exactly. It, yeah. I'm not trying but, to discount those things. Yeah. Um, but but uh, we, we definitely are, personally, I am someone who's like, oh, if I work out, uh, Obviously, it's New Year's resolutions and all the time. I'm like, I should probably drop a little weight, and then I don't. But in my mind, I'm like, oh, I just work hard for about a month, and I should be at whatever I want. But yeah. that's not the secret to a healthy life. <laughs> the healthy life is continually making good choices of putting proper fuel into our body that cuts down on inflammation and helps us our body function properly and feel good. Right? Like, there's all yeah. these things. Uh, it's the small stuff. The day-to-day, the boring stuff that creates that long-lasting testimony. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. And uh, and and what I love about this is, home. And I've had this. I've had this to jump back a little bit. We're going to tie this together. That's why we jumped around a little bit. But um, I've I've had this desire, and I've done it for I don't know a dozen different apostles, and and gone and read. Uh, and studied their last talk that they were able to give before they passed away. And you don't know if they know that they're going to pass away or this is their last words or they know. But some of them knew. Some of them said it in their in their talks. And what what was the last thing they really wanted to impress upon the world as apostles of Christ, as witnesses for Christ? And uh, and this is what Alma and, and Heber C. Kimball is sharing uh uh, Elder Cook is sharing uh, that Alma is really trying to impress upon his sons mm-hmm. uh, and that he's adding that these impressions on the soul are worth more or are, are every bit as valuable as those magnificent manifestations. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Which would be an interesting thing, right, in Alma's situation where his sons know what he what happened with them. Yeah. And right, like, Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's 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 interesting. So we're going to learn about what Alma wants to teach his his sons. Yeah, let's uh, go there. So let's give her. the next couple of paragraphs, I'll just read them out. Uh, Elder Cook says, this leads us to Alma's counsel to his second son, Shiblon. Shiblon was righteous like his brother Helaman. Counsel, I want to emphasize, is found in Alma 38, verse 12, which reads in part, see that you bridle all your passions, that you may be filled with love. We're going to come back to this, but I'm going to finish the next couple of paragraphs. Elder Cook continues, bridle is an interesting word. When we ride a horse, we use the bridle to guide it. A good synonym might be to direct, control, or restrain. The Old Testament tells us we shouted for joy when we learned we would have physical bodies. The body's not evil. It is beautiful and essential. But some passions, if not used properly and appropriately bridled, can separate us from God and his work and adversely impact our testimony. Let's talk about two passions in particular, first anger and second lust. It is interesting that both left unbridled or uncontrolled can cause great heartache, diminish the influence of the spirit, and separate us from God and his work. 
the adversary takes every opportunity to fill our lives with images of violence and immorality. So yeah, this is obviously a really great scripture, Alma 38, 12, uh, where it talks about bridle all your passions that you may be filled with love. I, I enjoy the wording of that, that is saying if you bridle your passions, you will be, you may be filled with love. Yeah, and I, I just was contemplating that a little bit, and, uh, and I'm sure, I'm sure I've contemplated it before and had this epiphany many a time, but it's like we only have so much space within us, mm-hmm. and, and if we're not bridling our passions, we don't have that enough, as much room as we'd like. Completely for, for love. So if we're if we're bridling our passions, we're making room within us yeah to feel of our heavenly father's love and to share that love with others yeah we can only we only have so much time mentally spiritually emotionally or capacity we only have so much capacity emotionally yeah that if we fill it up with one thing there's no room for anything else and so that right so passions are just fine right uh yeah. in, in the appropriate settings for sure but uh, as I've talked about before, like I have a passion for hockey. I know it's not the same thing that this is. I'm just using an example. And hockey's just fine. Right now I play once a week in the evening when the kids are like going to bed or getting ready for bed or whatever. Yeah. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, if yeah. I was playing seven days a week, that's, you yeah. know, all of a sudden I'm missing out on quality time with my spouse, with my children. Uh, things aren't getting done or that I need to get done. You know, all these yeah. things start being affected by that. <clears throat> and literally, I would not have enough time to love or show love to people. Oh, absolutely. And that's, yeah. It goes bridle all your passions, and then bridle as a synonym might be to direct, control, or restrain. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say to stop your passions. It doesn't mean mm-hmm. to stop all your passions. I'm, I'm quite certain there's many passions we should stop. But yeah. there's some that we can restrain we can control or we can direct and uh, and they're totally appropriate but uh it's all a matter of priority and mm-hmm. uh it, are we putting the appropriate priority on things and then of course a little bit later on that we're not going to cover it really but he talks about how you know abuse happens whether it's violence or verbal abuse in the home and how that's not appropriate in any way shape or form and that just as a gospel of jesus christ there's no place for that in our lives or the lives or pushing that onto our family's lives. So I just want to make sure. I love this strong language. The proclamation of the family tells us those who abuse spouse or offspring will one day stand accountable before God. Uh, Not a good thing. There's not much, you know, stronger language standing Mm -hmm. accountable before God. Like it's, you're going to, it's, yeah, it's not, it's not good. Stop doing it. Uh, be better and just but how destructive not controlling not bridling that passion of anger can be for uh immediate family extended family future generations right like it's just yeah, yeah it's it's devastating and he talks about how that's a worldwide epidemic but yeah it's brutal uh yeah uh next i have i'll talk about Corey Ampton a little bit. I feel like we're not going to talk about Helaman. I just realized. 
he carries on. He goes, in our day, one of the most significant challenges is contention and verbal abuse related to societal issues. In many cases, anger and abusive language have replaced reason, discussion, and civility. Many have abandoned the admonition of the Savior's senior apostle, Peter, to seek Christ-like qualities such as temperance, patience, godliness, brotherly kindness, and charity. They have also abandoned the Christ-like quality of humility. In addition to controlling anger and bridling other passions, we need to lead pure moral lives by controlling our thoughts, language, and actions. We need to avoid por pornography, evaluate the appropriateness of what we are streaming in our homes, and avoid every form of sinful conduct. Uh, this brings us to Alma's counsel to his son, Corianton. Unlike his brothers, Helaman and Shiblon, Corianton engaged in moral transgression. Because Corianton had engaged in immorality, it was nece necessary for Alma to teach him about repentance. He had to teach him about the seriousness of sin and then how to repent. And, uh, yeah, there's a handful again here we could talk about. Um, you know, we, where is it, the very beginning about the civility, you know, one of the favorite, favorite lines that have always stuck with me is we can disagree with others without being disagreeable. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a, that's a lost art. Um, we, have, we have gotten ourselves into trouble by, um, I, I want to blame it on COVID, but I think it's much, uh, you know, much uh, deeper than just COVID. But uh, one of the challenges we face in these latter days is the increasing tribalism and siloing off of, into selective groups. Uh, doing so isolates us from another or one another and dehumanizes people we don't identify with. It's not helpful, helpful or healthy for us. This is no. playing into Satan's plan. Like it's it's just just terrible. Well, then I think of this too. There was a, I think I saw a mug that we might have or don't throw off my vibe or something. Yeah. And I think we've created this society that, which I, also, because I kind of like hanging out with people that are like me. <laughs> yeah, it happens. Right? Uh, but that sort of thing, if you're not in my vibe, you're not in my life. And yeah. it reminds me of, you've thrown off the emperor's groove. But we're, that's sort of what we've come a lot of times. And some of that's understandable, whether certain pay situations were put in that aren't safe for us mentally, emotionally, physically. Yeah. Uh, but also I think we've started to just expand that in general. Oh yeah. I can have a good visit with you about this, but as soon as I find out about that, how dare you <laughs> think that yeah, way? Well, yeah. You come people I don't have because, time for you anymore. Because of their, their sexual orientation, their political affiliation, their, you know, with a hockey team they cheer for, you know, you can There's find ridiculous stuff specific for you on on social media nowadays and you can relate to those people and you don't have to care about anybody else which is not helpful yeah yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not helpful it's not uh, not ideal and anyway that that's that's one that stuck out to me for sure and uh you know living moral lives using moral agency to focus on the correct things and um mm -hmm. you know Corianton, he's kind of one of my heroes in the book of mormon because he he messed up he, yeah. we were shown a human side of him. And I think that, you know, most of us are afraid to, you know, have, have our skeletons shown and like have, have that happen. But, you know, he had it shown and he repented kind of like, um, Zezram is another hero that this guy that was a lawyer that was trying to like 
you know, and he repented and he became a great missionary and, mm -hmm. and did some great things. Coriatin did, 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 did the same and, uh, you know, went through some hard things and had a hard, you know, his, his dad and his grandfather were these hard people to live up to. And, um, he just kind of wanted what he wanted, but he recognized mm -hmm. that he should be better. And, and uh, you know, hopefully through his father's counsel, it was able to, 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 to get there. But I also really like he's got a line here that's directly attributable to us today where he says we need to avoid pornography. Uh, but also he says evaluate the appropriateness of what we are streaming in our homes. Oh, yeah. And avoid every form of sinful conduct. Uh, we got a subscription service. We've got, you know, we've got the general, the Netflix, the uh, Amazon, the Disney Plus, whatever. We don't have TV. So this is what we have. Yeah. And we got a different one. And there was a show that someone had told us about that was really good. They're like, this is really good. And these friends, these are friends of uh, really awesome people. And then we watched it because we finally got this uh, streaming service. And while I'm watching it, which I really enjoyed, but the level of language was so much more vulgar, et cetera, et cetera. And they had a lot of vulgar things in it that as I'm watching, like I probably shouldn't be watching this yeah. in my home. I still watched it like a fool, but I, sh you know what I mean? Like we, ha I think we have a lot of things where we're just like, well, this is just what society is. And if I want to watch this show, then I'll deal with the F bombs or yeah, whatever that is that's associated with that. <clears throat> and well, our apostle saying, don't. <laughs> don't, don't do I've uh, it's been it's been a challenge. Jamie and I have rented shows. My wife and I have rented shows, and we've turned them off, and uh, and we've we've gotten free shows that we didn't turn off. Like, it's, yeah, it's, it's a slippery slope, and and uh, you know both Jamie and I work in the same same work uh, like the same site, same same uh, workplace, uh, very different areas, but we have very similar experiences. We're both we both work in offices, and we both hear a great deal of language. And mm -hmm. uh, and to me, because I hear it all the time, I, I'm almost desensitized to it. But for to my sure. wife, she hears it all the time, and she's like, "I just don't want to hear it at home." Oh, that's great! Like, because like, I hear it, I have to listen to this at work. I don't want to hear it at home, and I'm like, "Well, that's easy. that's better than me. I, <laughs> I I can I can you know I'm desensitized enough to it. I I like to think that I'm desensitized enough, but what it's doing is it's continually continuing to desensitize me. Mm -hmm. Right where we could afford to be sensitized. Yeah, anyway. and you're um, not a bad person if you're streaming stuff. That's right. Like, let's not worry. Well, and but you know what? Elder there's saying, so many, think about what you're doing. There are so many TV series out there that um, if you miss a TV series, is at the end of the world. Mm -hmm. Like that's what I've come. Like I tried to keep up with Marvel and Star Wars mm -hmm. and all the things my kids are into, but like I am so far behind on that stuff. And it yeah. hasn't changed our ability to talk about any of that. And yeah, uh, there you go. So if I miss the latest episode of whatever, like, is it a big deal? Like, it's just mm -hmm. like, I love hockey too. And I've probably watched four or five full games in the last two years. And uh, it doesn't stop my ability to be a hockey fan. Yeah. But anyway. You just get less upset when the Leafs lose. So that's good. I, I expect it. I expect it. <laughs> They don't lose in the regular season. They no, they don't. Tonight, They're pretty good. They, they, they got smoked lose. tonight. They don't lose <laughs> in the regular season as bad as they do in the playoffs. That's, that's right. That's their <laughs> they wait for the playoffs to be disappointed. Yeah. 
<laughs> they get you hooked. Back, okay. Back to, back to Alma. So uh, Elder Cook continues and he says, so Alma's preventative counsel uh, was to bridle passions, but his counsel for those who have transgressed was to repent. President Nelson gave members profound counsel on repentance at the April 2019 General Conference. He made it clear that daily repentance, repentance is integral to our lives. Repentance is not an event, it is a process. It is the key to happiness and peace of mind, he taught. Daily repentance is the pathway to purity, and purity brings power. If Corey Anton had done what President Nelson counseled, he would have repented as soon as he had begun to entertain impure thoughts. Major transgressions would not have occurred. <clears throat> so it's, well, and of course, that talk about President Nelson is so fantastic, but I like the talk about it being the key to happiness and peace of mind, that daily repentance, that daily reflection, that daily growth, not necessarily trying to beat yourself up about what a terrible person you are, but trying to, you know, unbiased, say, what can I work on? How can I grow? What are the steps I need to take to get to that spot? Well, yeah, it's, and it's critical to know that repentance isn't a bad thing. It's a process and it's there to help us to be better and, and help us to improve and help us to grow and help us to do the things. If we never grew, what would be yeah, the yeah. point? Yeah. Um, and and uh, anyway, I, I, I appreciate repentance and I regularly try and teach when I'm in the office with anybody who's working through the repentance process that it's not a bad thing. Thank you for coming and talking to me. Thank you for mm -hmm. starting this process. And, Let's work on it and, and and try and warn them. This doesn't mean that you're instantly better. Yeah. It means that you've made steps towards being better. It's mm -hmm. going to continue. We're still going to struggle. And uh, anyway, it's it's wonderful. And uh, and just to add, none of this would be possible without Christ and His atonement. Yeah. Um, and Alma testified that Christ would take away sin without the Savior's atonement. The eternal principle of justice would require punishment. Because of the Savior's atonement, mercy can prevail for those who have repented, and it can allow them to return to the presence of God. We would do well to ponder this wonderful doctrine. And then he adds, none can return to God by his or her own good works alone. We all need the benefit of the Savior's sacrifice. All, all have sinned. It is only through this, and it is only through the atonement of Jesus Christ that we can obtain mercy and live with God. And uh, and it reminds me of the the, the the accusation all the time that that uh, in, in our church in the gospel of Jesus Christ and and in, in our faith uh, we've been accused of uh, trying to earn heaven and not learn heaven and and um, there needs to be a middle ground uh, we we're you know we're, we are saved by grace it is through the atonement we are saved we can't do anything more than that. The Savior's already done it all. However, we should do we should do good works. We should put effort in. We should be grateful for for the sacrifice that was made by doing good works. Now, do we just do good works and not and and deny the the atonement? I I often talk to people who I say don't wait until you're you're better to come see a doctor. Mm -hmm. you know, Come see a doc. Come come see me when come see a bishop when you're struggling, and we will work through it. Yeah. Um, you know, the atonement and repentance are such gifts, absolute gifts that we've been given uh, to grow in this life. Yeah, and it's just this wonderful 
wonderful opportunity for us to grow, right? We know that we came to earth to grow and Jesus Christ set this, you know, wonderful example for us to follow that can provide happiness and joy and also help us grow to become like him and accomplish our, our eternal goals. And <clears throat> the atonement is this, this lovely thing, but I, I like how you spoke about don't wait until the end or until something's gone horribly wrong to jump on that bandwagon. Yeah. Like get in it when you're starting to struggle. Uh, before it's, it's, you know, code red. Yeah. Before it's minus 32 and your battery's stone dead. That's right. Oh yeah, completely. That's a good example, right? Cause that battery had died a couple times and then, the weather's fine. You forget about it. And then maybe it's, oh, it was a little bit slow starting. Not going to do anything about it. And then the big trauma happens and you're like, oh, I'm not yeah. able to cope with it. Rock, rock bottom and you can't go yeah. anywhere. Whereas and if you, you... And you're forced to deal with it. That's right. Whereas if you would have taken the time, uh, gotten some help long before then, even the small steps of help, when you get to that big, that big issue, it's like, oh, I've got the tools to deal with this. Yeah. I'm prepared. Yeah. I don't have to borrow someone else's light. Yeah. And I just, I yeah, yeah, I bear testimony that the atonement of Jesus Christ is there for us. And it's not just something about us making bad choices and having to repent. It's there for us when we're feeling down. It's there for us when we're feeling lonely and that we do have, you know, heavenly help that can guide us. And I bear that testimony in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I'm going to add that, uh, through the atonement and through repentance, we can be better and we can have as many opportunities as it takes for us to learn to bridle our passions. Mm -hmm. And don't beat yourself up if you fall short, because we all do and we all will. And we just continue to keep trying. And that's the, the critical part. And I say that, uh, bear that testimony with you, Kevin, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You're welcome. I have one more thing to add now, Todd. Yeah, Darn it. Yeah. Uh, well, I want to say, as you say that, we all fall short and we all struggle. Chances are more, way more people than you think are experiencing the same troubles that you are as you're going through them. But oftentimes we feel that, oh, it's just me. There's something wrong with me personally. But no, it's, it's the human condition. It's the natural man. And even though we might look on someone and say, oh, they've got everything or they're not, they don't ever struggle, they're struggling just as much as you are. So it's okay. <laughs> That's just how it is. Just uh, acknowledge our Savior, thank our Heavenly Father, and try again. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Todd. All right. Thanks, buddy. Have a good night. See you later. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Thank you for listening. Give us a like, follow, or rating wherever you consume podcasts. Or come find us on Instagram or spiritualcrusade.com. We hope you're uplifted by this general conference review. Don't forget to review and study the words of the prophets and apostles, and we challenge you to find something from these talks which speaks to your soul and helps you to find meaningful growth and draw closer to our Savior.